Greetings. Hello. Greetings. We're back. Hello. Hello. And you might have uh, heard a weird noise from our side, which is our dear friend Andre, the giant. I'm a giant. Uh, I see, I see. I see, I see, says the blind man to his deaf daughter. Um, <laughs> but we uh, we today have a, a special guest, as I just said, uh, our friend Andre the Giant. Um, and we're not going to talk about Star Wars. My dear friend Jay, what are we going to talk about? Today, it's something that I am personally not a big fan of. Fantastic. Which is? Star Trek. Oh, uh, but I am a big fan of Star Trek, of course, and uh, with my dear friend uh, John uh, Pedro, we have a big discussion about it. Uh, sometimes we fight about it because uh, I said Star Trek is amazing, much better, and Star Wars sometimes it seems like an, a high fantasy novel with uh, many twisting and some kind of uh, uh, and temple at uh, the incest love making. I don't know. You you can, you know. That's 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 a big that's a big stretch. Saying that there's <laughs> incest and love making. Yeah, <laughs> for example, uh, it's the thing that sold basically Game of Thrones. So I don't understand your issue with incest. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying there's an issue here. Don't, no, don't no, I'm, I'm saying to our dear friend Andre, what's the ah. issue with incest? <laughs> uh, remember, right? Um, Laia and the, his brother uh, kiss each other, and something is like, uh, I don't know, uh, almost a, a real incest relationship about it. But uh, yeah, I know Star Wars have other things that are amazing, of course. Uh, and sometimes I think he's better than Star Trek. Uh, I, can, I can admit that with, uh, with, uh, with uh, certainly. Uh, but sometimes Star Wars, to me, it seems like, uh, I don't know, um, to do the same plot all around, the same storyline, the, uh, the same uh, uh, the same to me between good and evil. Uh, there, there is no gray in between. That is my honest opinion. So, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's about. Well, first of all, just to keep it short, um, you just said Star Wars is better in some things, so I think we can end the episode here. No, I'm kidding. Yes. I'm kidding. Uh, the part of the repeating itself. Um, I, can, I can agree on on some extent. I mean, that's an issue. That's maybe an issue with the um, the main movie saga. It's all. I mean, it's the same. It's the same storyline. Story, story repeated it's always, it's three times. The, the Skywalkers and and the, the, the Jedi and and the and the Sith. I I understand. Some of those criticism—I I don't want to say criticisms, but well—it's criticism. Yeah, you can you can understand what I'm trying to say. Um, but lately, we we've been having so much different content that I don't think that it's an issue anymore, you know. But 
yeah, for some casual fan, I understand that it may be some kind of a criticism, but I mean, it's uh, it depends on the level with which you follow Star Wars, I guess. Yeah, basically. Um, that was actually one what I was also going to say. So uh, I think we can move on to to space and see the the stars and the planets and new species and new civilizations to build we go when where this podcast never went yes it's uh it's uh, the crossover nobody expected it's like teenage mutant ninja turtles with batman yeah move over avengers infinity war this is the crossover we need is <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that will be great, but I think it's impossible, right? Because of confusing um, movie and TV shows, uh, uh, writers and uh, at someone. Uh, I think it's a little bit impossible, right? I mean, on for someone from the outside, um, both Star Wars and Star Trek may seem like they're basically the same thing. But from someone like on the on the inside and someone who's a fan like all all us three are, um, they're basically completely different from I mean not completely but they're very different from each other. And that's prob that's also some of the, the thought that's behind this um this interview because we we've always had those discussions, um, sometimes heated discussions about Star Trek and Star Wars and the, the philosophies of each other and how Star Wars embodies um, a mix between space operas and sci-fi and how Star Trek may sometimes um, path the way to, to technological innovation in, in the real world, you know? So I think that it's a, it's a, very, it's a great opportunity for us to, to actually discuss this on an episode. And I actually think that it's even better if we can do this in two different parts, you know, like a, a small light introduction tonight, today, you know, like um, a very intro mm. introductory session about how you funny curiosities and all that. Yeah, yeah, and how how Andre actually um, relates to Star Trek or not, and in a second part, in another in another interview, and like a second part, we can dive a little deeper into the philosophies and and um what actually drives the the star trek um plot lines forward you know that's that's basically my idea okay yeah. that sounds good uh, let's do it so um uh, i will begin uh, so um and my first contact with the star trek was in 1999 uh, 1998 sorry uh, i was at uh, the maya is a city close to lisbon um, and I was watching the TV on channel two uh, because that channel was uh, uh, was airing a Star Trek Voyager after uh, nine uh, nine thirty p.m. I believe, um, and uh, I began to watch because uh, I never uh, watched it before, and I was hooked um, with the show. Uh, it was uh, amazing uh, because, uh, in some sense, uh, um, during that my uh, preteens, 
uh, I look at the stars and uh, I wonder about the, the other celestials uh, bodies in the sky, what's the mean, the constellation of the stars and something. Uh, that, that hit me very, uh, very hard because a crew had going and uh, trying to get home because uh, some uh, um, alien entity uh, push another way to another point of the galaxy uh, with uh, uh, 17,000 light years. And this was an amazing uh, show and I was uh, okay and uh, I was uh, uh, almost religiously uh, and uh, that is my first contact. Um, so, yes. so basically we came from, we've, we found both Star Trek and Star Wars basically uh, by, by the same, by the very same reason, you know, um, by yeah. looking at the sky at night and wondering what, what exactly is out there and how exactly that works and who whoever it may be like listening and maybe watching us you know um because i well we have like four years of difference between us but i yeah. mean it's still the same it's the same, the same generation all right uh, yeah, yeah and it's and it's the same the same feeling, you know, it's the same yeah, yes, questions yes, yes, and the same, the same curiosity. And yeah, I think yeah. that it's a, it's a very curious, very curious fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree completely. Uh, I think many of us of our generation, uh, I think it's because the world is a different place, isn't it? Uh, and we see the, that uh, uh, shuttle, uh, shuttle ship, uh, no, shuttle, yeah. The shuttle going to the, the space and the building uh, uh, the next uh, international space station and so on. So many um, space events happening in the real world uh, and uh, some TV shows um, make uh, us kids at that time wondering was was to uh, how was like to go to the space in the far far place or in the last frontier of human. Humankind. That's uh, that's how I contact. Uh, after that year, particular year, 1998 uh, to to uh, to 2000s, I interrupted my view of Star Trek. I don't know why. Uh, I think it's because of the um, the TV, um, uh, the public TV, right? Because I not have cable mm -hmm. at that time. Was not airing the episode of Star Trek, and uh, um, movie fast forward. I was at high school, um, 10th grade, I believe, and my f uh, again, I was uh, watching another movie completely unrelated to the Star Wars and Star Trek universe was the Dune. So the Dune was the major hit for me as well. Uh, I think is uh, um, um, right now uh, on HB uh, some, some cinemas, I believe. Uh, but the new the Dune the movie. Uh, spark uh, again the passion for sci-fi. So uh, I began to look to internet, to other places, at libraries, the uh, and 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 the school about the Star Trek shows. And I, I began to watch all the Star Trek shows. Uh, and that was the, my second moment of contact with the Star Trek. On the Star Wars, curiously, was. Uh, uh, in printings as well. Um, I think it was the, the first movie of Star Wars I watched was the um, 
the first movie of Star Wars in 19s. It's like the Phantom of Manasseh, I believe. It's a, yeah, the name. The, of the, the Phantom yeah. Menace, the one yeah. with the um, with um, a young Obi Wan Kenobi, isn't it? Exactly. That was the yeah. fight, uh, the main, uh, the the first major introduction to the Star Wars. Uh, and I like I like it immediately, of course. But at that time, I was very naive, and I thought it was the storyline. So it began with the first one. It was I I thought it was the first uh, the first movie of the, the saga, right? So when uh, when I uh, discovered and I found out that uh, it was uh, um, right the fourth film, but is a prequel. Of the main trilogy, and I say, oh, oh, really? That's it. Okay, I was a bit disappointed, so I stick with the Star Trek and some. But I watch Star Wars movies, but not often. And the Star Trek shows or Star Trek movies. The that's the the main. So that's the main contrast with Star Trek universe and Star Wars universe. I think I made myself clear. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfectly. Yeah, perfectly. You know, we, I, I, at least on my part, I understood what mm -hmm. you, what you've meant. I don't know if you want to add anything, uh, Bruno. No, Maybe. I was, I was gonna tell my first contact with Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah, I'm sorry, that's, Star Trek. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Um, I don't know which date um, or star date, as they say on the show, um, but. I remember I was young, and there were those uh, channels on the Portuguese television, um, which no longer exist, like Sick Gold and, and such, which were the previous channels that we had for the old programs. And um, my father, which watched everything of the original and the next generation as like this recurring situation of i already watched this show but i'm going to record the goddamn show and rewatch it again so yeah it was like that uh my first approach to star trek was with my father when i was young and i don't think the first one that I saw was the original show, was in fact um, the Next Generation show, uh, which for me is kind of one of the greatest. Um, but I basically watched it practically all, but I didn't have uh, the memory of everything in the entire show only recently i watched it from beginning to end uh, analyzing the progress of the crew um the evolution of the crew and new enemies new civilizations new confrontations and such um i also remember watching afterwards the first show the the, the original and um I also remember watching, concerning about space, um, that show called Space 1999, which to me was also a very 
funny interpretation of galactic traveling. Um, I don't know if you two know about that show. Which one? Uh, Space 1999. Uh, um, uh, yes, I, 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 saw that, uh, I saw that uh, show, the yeah, mm -hmm. TV series, uh, and I thought it's very, very archaic for me. I think, I think uh, yeah. I've seen like a couple of episodes, I think. Uh, no, it, it, yeah. it, is, it is archaic, uh, but it's also funny to see how yeah, we used to... The, uh, to yeah, but the idea that the moon itself uh, swing swing up to uh, uh, in direction to the, another uh, location at the space and and uh, and I and I think what happened to the heart? Uh, I, I never I never understood what really happened to the to the no, heart. No, the, the, so. the the in the big, in the first episode they have the the new moon facilities. Uh, which was just to explore uh, that zone, um, that zone of space, had uh, a, uh, a core mount function in, in the, the reactor. The reactor exploded. The force of the explosion was enough to, to, to out. send yeah, yeah. the moon out of the gravitic. Uh, gravitic uh, Gravity uh, well, sorry. To the trajectory of the heart. Of exactly. The, yeah. Um, and and the crew is just trying to survive. And basically, the moon itself is the big ass spaceship. Okay. I don't it, recall. It, it was archaic as, as hell, but I thought <laughs> yeah, the I idea at yeah. the time it was fun. I don't fun. recall many details because I mm -hmm. was very young too when I saw that. And. Uh, uh, I, I watched like a few episodes and that's it. Uh, but yeah. uh, after that, I watched the two, 2001 uh, uh, Odyssey of Space, I think is the right name. Um, and uh, I, I like that movie, but we, uh, but it was so slow moving, so slow. It's like going and going and going. Uh, okay, yeah, but... it was a little bit boring at the time, but... Uh, yeah, but the 1919 Spice TV series, I don't think is. Um, I think it's groundbreaking for the TV uh, for the t uh, the TV uh, industry, right? Because it was mm -hmm. groundbreaking because of the special effects and so on, and the plot lines as well. But uh, uh, it, it's the show that not uh, is not calling my attention like Star Trek. I don't know why specifically. No, I, I'm not, I'm not saying. It, I'm not saying that it's a show that everybody needs to see. I just like to, in my experience, I watch it some types of uh, space traveling shows, including um, Stargate, Doctor Who. I think oh. I saw some part of Babylon Five. I still oh, need to watch Babylon that. 5. Oh, I still Babylon. need to watch that show uh, uh, yeah, from yeah, beginning yeah. to the end. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. My friend recommended to me the show Red Dwarf, which is like a space comedy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, yeah Star Guide some somehow is. Uh, but uh, not Stargate, for example, Atlantis. 
is, is everything less uh, uh, comedy. Babylon 5. No, 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 no. I'm talking that Red 5. Uh, Red 5. Ah, sorry. Red okay. Wharf. Red Wharf was a, a comedy show. Um, okay. Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, Stargate, grab it, some funny remark of remarks of the most serious uh, actor that they had, uh, which was the the guy with the white hair, um, and in his quirky way of always looking like a serious bitch, <laughs> he, he made some funny remarks uh, remarks during the show. It, that's what gave the, the little bit of fun in Stargate. Um, but just to, to continue my first contact with Star Wars, uh, if I believe was also with The Phantom Menace, uh, because I have this very vivid memory of going to the shopping mall uh, near here, uh, the oldest one, uh, the one in Cascais, uh, and um, seeing someone dressed as Darth Vader and two guys there's, uh, dressed as um, stormtroopers from the original show. And I think they did that because, oh, look, new Star Wars movie. But that Star Wars movie had nothing to do with Darth Vader per se. Um, but that's my most vivid idea of when I was introduced to Star Wars and how I was introduced to Star Trek. I think you're missing, Jake. Good then, buddy. Oh, me? Yeah. I think I've already said this. Didn't, I don't know, I didn't. The first contact. <laughs> yeah, my first contact. <laughs> that's, that's a nice pun. Yeah, it, 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 the, the, the first contact is an, the nicest a, pun that we're going to say in this epi episode. It's a, very, it's a very nice pun. Yeah. Um, yeah, but my first contact with Star Wars was around i don't know maybe 1998 or 97 something like that because i have a cousin who's really into into like star wars and uh, and star trek and superheroes and all that kind of uh geeky geeky culture and um he always um tried to introduced me to to these kinds of things i started to read some comics when i was a kid because of him i started to see i actually watched the old star wars movies because of him and by the time that i saw the phantom menace in 19 no well not in 1999 because i didn't watch it in the, the, in the movies yeah but uh i don't know maybe around 2002 2003 maybe um i had already seen the original the original trilogy and for some reason i ended up after watching the three prequels i ended up like being mad at star wars i don't know i i can't precisely pinpoint why um but i actually got mad at star wars I, and i spent some years without even 
talking about it for some reason i was actually pissed i was one of those people that actually got pissed about the prequels but now looking back i actually the blasphemy yeah but looking like looking back now i actually can see the magic and um how special they ended up becoming especially after watching the the clone wars um tv show um about star trek was around the same time uh, maybe 1999 2000 maybe yeah but but for some reason um star trek never clicked with me uh i like and both of you know me i am i'm actually very interested in those kinds of um of themes you know but for some reason star trek never never clicked with me i i can't i can't say why uh if i mean if i'm like at at someone's home imagine i'm in i'm we are hanging out in one of our homes mm-hmm. and if there's a there's a star trek movie like on tv or one of you suggests to watch a star a star trek movie or a star trek show i'm like yeah sure let's let's watch it but so i can't say i hate it you know i that's it's not something that i can't watch but it doesn't click with me i can't like i like i already said two or three times i can't pinpoint why um but it's something that yeah sure i can watch it but uh, it's not my um it's not my favorite thing in the world you know I'd yep. rather I'd rather watch a star uh, like a a superhero flick or something. <laughs> um, talking about the different views of the different shows, uh, I'll ask this to Andre first. Yeah. Um, of the several versions of Star Trek that exist meaning the original, the next generation, Deep Space Nine, Discovery, Voyager, etc., etc., etc. Which one would you name as your favorite? Oh, okay. Um, I, I think it's a, a, bit, a, a, bit, a bit hard to pinpoint the favorite one uh, because for me, I have um, at least two favorites of the shows. Uh, I think they represent very well uh, this, uh, the original um, premise of Star, yep. uh, of Star Trek, um, the creation of uh, and Gene, right? Uh, so for me, it's just, uh, Star Trek Voyager, uh, the, fir- the first show that hit me. So it, it was the first show I saw uh, in the Star Trek universe. Mm-hmm. So the Star Trek Voyager was the first one. And the second one is a very close one. Uh, is a very close one, a tie between uh, uh, Deep Space Nine. But I I want to exclude because I like very much of um, Star Trek Picard, uh, because the Star Trek Picard, the last installment, uh, is very close to home. Very uh, uh, many of subject. Uh, that encompass the um, that newest TV show um, uh, is the um, speak about the realities, the sociological ramification of what is today's society. That's 
I don't know if you understand me, uh, mm -hmm. because uh, Star Trek Picard sometimes, not all the uh, uh, utopies is like what to be seen, right? It's like uh, not everything is shining because it's some darkness uh, that inside the universe. So Deep Space Night was the first show of Star Trek universe that began to with more dark other tones, right? Because uh, Star Trek the next generation almost don't have uh, a war, a major war, right? Deep Space Nine. You recall that I uh, don't recall a major war in Star, uh, Star Trek the next generation uh, um, apart from uh, the war with the poor, right? Yeah. So, uh, so in that special case, we have measured wars in Death Space Nine. That's when the Star Trek universe beca uh, began to look more darker, and we arrived to the latest uh, TV show like uh, Star Trek Picard and began with that other tones. So right now, my favorite uh, TV show, of course, without doubt, is Star Trek Voyage and Star Trek Picard. Let me just say something that um, you're you're talking about Star Trek Picard. It's that that show. I think it's a show, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, a show. A it's the new show it with the Sir Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the first time that Star Trek has something that I'm very very keen yeah. to see. Uh, not only because of uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, obviously. Um, I actually, I, I really enjoy um, his work a as, a, as an actor. He's, he's a great a, actor. He's yeah. great, uh, both in uh, in live action appearances and both on on live action appearances and on animated shows. Mm -hmm. um, I think he does a great job on American Dad for some for 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 example. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's the first time that Star Trek actually has something that I'm very interested to see. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would uh, recommend very well uh, to see uh, Star, Trek, uh, Star Trek Picard, despite you don't like very much the Star Trek universe, um, because uh, I, I think who, the person who made Star Trek Picard is uh, the Picard itself is the actor Patrick Stewart. Right? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Yes, he's an amazing actor. He, uh, he have ethical career from the theater and there. Uh, he knows how to express his anguish, his views about the moral dilemmas, about the philosophical implication, about what society it is. Remember, uh, uh, Picard at that time, right, in the, uh, in the TV show, uh, mm -hmm. was retired at the winery in France, right? And um, Yeah, the, the, uh, um, the family's... Um, it, it, in, yeah, he's a Evan Winery production in yeah. South France, right? Uh, and he's a retired, he's a captain who uh, retires. Uh, better science, I don't want to make spoilers, but he's retired, uh, nevertheless. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I, I don't know, is the micro expression when the, the camera uh, look at him uh, with some subject look? Uh, uh, I, I think he's the, the best actor possible to um, express the uh, the intensity of human emotion. If you what, if you understand what I meant. Mm -hmm. 
understand the 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 i i didn't see the entire first season uh not because i didn't want to it just uh it uh, became at one point impossible um for me um i still need to watch it again and i want to watch it again um but i the, the, the what i saw with the actor that uh, sir patrick stewart is it just gave me gave a lot of people a um well not a lot of people because there were still people that were not pleased with the show i don't know why but fuck it um but uh, what i saw uh even if the story would not be compelling to some fans and some uh purists of star trek um oh i uh, uh i just have your point of view um yeah. and but the show the, is that, great that, just yeah that, for the actor uh, itself yeah yeah uh, i understand because the uh, the issues began with the star trek discovery right that discovery was uh, as, um a show that is uh, a pre uh, is uh, almost the same time as the timeline of spock right so uh yeah. is uh, um, uh, the same timeline what happened is because the star trek discovery began with somehow break entire canon of the star trek universe but in fact what star trek discovery is is a break is a total break between the timeline of spock and the next timeline uh, that that is going to happen on uh, third season if you watch the entire star trek discovery oh so it's connected yes uh, oh. but it was necessary to have like that it was very necessary because you see the progression of the seasons and you understand very well why is that um why at the time uh, the united uh, uh united federation, federation of planets yeah uh, was uh, uh, more darker and more warmonger that for example in an universe of star trek voyager right yeah so that's the main issues and uh, when the star trek uh, picard arrive it's it's, it's not like the purish because it's, uh, um, Picard don't have a crew from the Federation itself, right? That's the main thing. Because what is Star Trek is a, a crew and um, a, a spaceship exploring some something, right? Uh, so encounter new uh, civilization, encounter new races, uh, make first contact. That's the goal of Star Trek universe, right? So, of the federation yeah yes but uh, uh people for, uh, forget that uh, that breakout between the star trek universe uh, standalone uh, episodes of the crew uh, exploring the space began with the star trek deep space nine which is the space station itself yeah close to world mall and so on right that's why the Star Trek Picard have a, a debate between purists and they want a crew from the Federation and uh, the other people or other kind of audience that need to connect with the Star Trek universe. You understand? 
it's, it's like uh, imagine now Star Trek becomes like a little bit of uh, um, cowboy stories, right? Is a is a rogue crew try to save someone? You know, understand me? Is this is the feeling? That's the the main. No, no, I, I understand because what you're talking about basically is what we've been talking about about Star Wars movies and the Star Wars shows because you have um, you have the Skywalker saga. We're going to compare Skywalker saga as to the original Star Trek and the Star Trek of Next Generation. Then you have all the other stories, um, which are also in the universe, but are not usually considered. Uh, the first example, as you said, we had was Deep Space Nine, which was on a fucking station, on a space station. It was basically a giant mall on space, and people were like, what's the peeling of this and then they see then you have uh more dedication in that show concerning religious debate versus exploration of science um you have the the some cases of politics that we witness on the original shows it's more intensified on the space nine um and so on. So basically, Deep Space Nine for me would be like the Clone Wars show because you have more politics and inter uh, connection to the actual um, to the actual species that also appear in the the Senate. Um, then we have the batshit crazy, which was. Um, this uh, Voyager, because Voyager, as you said, it's again exploration, but in a funny way, it's like exploration in the reversed way of um, uh, the other show that I mentioned, the uh, Space 1999. Um, they're trying to yes, survive, yes, they're going yes, back yes, home. Um, what yep. we do, do we actually compromise to our Federation standards and do this for the salvation? And there's a lot of debate in the beginning of the show, like was following the Federation rule, uh, code of law the right thing to do or not? And they still debate that for like three or four seasons uh, in, in the show. Um, just the 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 type of survival of the last chance they're going to have and what's doing right or what's doing wrong. So in that case would be like rebels in a way and um, I think uh, I think Star Trek uh, uh, Voyager like you said uh, is more more like um, a crew that uh, some crew on the boat uh, navigated mm, uh, space, ocean. trying, uh, yeah, yeah, it's exactly yeah. the same as plot line. But the question, uh, the but the most interesting uh, plot line in Eden, right, is about the the choices that the crew uh, need to make, in and is a battle between preserve the ideals of the Federation and gain the necessary technology to get home more faster. Uh, right 
Product. Yeah, um, it's, it's the the battle of the self. It's my moral compass versus my need for survive. Yeah, it's like a a, a battle inside the official uh, uh, of us, right? If you think about that, everyone yeah. every time we are battling something, uh, battle with some negative talks, for example, battle with some kind of imposter syndrome, for example. Mm -hmm. Right and so on. I think Star Trek Voyage is like more about the psychology of human mind, right? The psychos of a crew, how the crew deal with the oh no, that is the pill of Star Trek Voyage. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're um, they're throwing to the to the 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 cauldron uh all the spices that could be in the soup called star trek um for example uh have you seen or i was going to say any of you but i think jay never did uh have you seen the show called enterprise yes i saw that's like yeah. that's yeah. the prequels you know that's yeah. the, the, the first contact is, yeah it's a, at the beginning of everything so and there's a different type of uh, struggles right at the beginning like oh we're new we're great we're gonna do it nope it's like the entire show of enterprise is just like i'm here i fought for this i deserve a place you're still too young shut up and uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah it's the the the, uh, the, fir the first uh, uh, three uh, in the first two episodes of star trek uh enterprise you saw the struggle between a child and the father right you can imagine mm -hmm. as a father as a vulcan you can imagine the, the human uh humankind as a child because uh, um the, accordingly with you uh, the according with universe at that time uh the earth was at wars and uh, have many social issues environmental issues as uh, etc and uh, when the first contact made with the vocals everything changed but uh, the vocals like with their logic uh with their range of emotion saw the humans like uh, the ghost of itself right because they controlled the, the vocal controls is their emotions right so strongly because they are afraid that uh, if you get the emotion out it's going to destroy the vocal civilization that's the main story of uh, that you want the main plot line of star trek enterprise but also when you think that the shines want to explore right no is it's, it's not uh, uh, by chance that uh, we at certain age uh, as human species uh, we go to um uh, to get a house for ourselves going to leave the house parents right so mm -hmm. this make an uh, 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 this make uh, completely sense to me as a start scratch show enterprise it's like Earth beginning to put space, but the, the main struggle is like you're going to explore other uh, planets, other encounter other rights, but uh, we're going to impose uh, the Earth ideals or going to understand 
the uh, daughter writes. No, remember it's the beginning that, of the first contact. Exactly, exactly. Is it the the beginning of the first um, contact. Uh, first contact policy making progress or something like that? So, yes. In many cases, they were writing the goddamn rules. Exactly, the prime directive, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, the, the the different shows um, that have been uh, appearing. Um, not every show is for every fan of Star Trek. It's the same stuff for the the Star Wars. Not every Star Wars show is for every fan. For example, um, just to side plot a little bit, recently. Um, Lucasfilms and Disney did a project with several Japanese uh, studios and they created Star Wars Visions, uh, mm -hmm. nine mini stories uh, of Star Wars inspiration. <laughs> Sorry, Star Wars in inspiration, um, which don't have to follow the main canon on like the, the actual entire laws of the star wars universe they just grab the falling you have the bad guys you have the good guys you have lightsabers you have the force you have the sith you have the jedi the jedi go nuts that's basically the rules that they had for those mini shows and some people loved it some people hated it um some people disagree what's the best episode created on those nine episodes from different studios um but transmits to the fact that not every uh, there's a lot of space for creation especially when we me and jay already talked about the possibilities to create something in role-playing games and such or just write your fun fix and um, the actual service of does this please the average star wars fan yes no maybe does this please the most arguing fan of star wars probably not do we give a shit no i think it's important to actually test the the elasticity of um of star wars um of star wars lore you know yeah um it's very i think it's important for for different types of storytelling and to achieve um and reach um sometimes fans that were disappointed and maybe get them back or actually get new fans that maybe couldn't um get into star wars uh, until now and if you do if you actually test this elasticity and discover some new ways of telling a story and explore new new points of um, of the galaxy and go go deep into other types of um, of subject matter other than the the Jedi and um, and the Sith and Sith. the Force, you know. I think it's a great way to to actually bring back um, older fans and maybe actually get some new ones because yeah. star wars as a as an entity and as an as a universe of itself is very elastic and you can do 
all kinds of crazy shit with it. And if you and I think it was last year or something we actually discussed on an episode if Lucasfilms decided to give um, a Star Wars movie to to a guy like Tarantino for some for for example. And what did we see on the, on the Mandalorian? We got episodes with Robert Rodriguez. We have Robert Rodriguez um, participating in the book of Boba Fett. And I think this is very, very interesting um, to see how new stories are created with different um, parts of the galaxy that as of yet have remained unexplored. And my guess is from given what I know and from what you have been discussing amongst each other. And by the way, it's been a great it's been a great time hearing you you both discussing Star Trek. Um, Thank you. as I've as I've understood, it's basically the same with with Star Trek. Um, it's very it's 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 also very elastic and there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been maybe properly explored and on my part and on my opinion it's always good to try and be original and fail than just playing it safe and giving something that it's um substandard you know and and by this i'm 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 talking about for example the difference between the last jedi and the rise of skywalker um yeah. ryan johnson wanted to do something original some people will say he failed but at least he tried if you look yeah. at the rise of skywalker jj abrams played it so cool and so so safe that the movie actually came a little bit underwhelming you know and i i don't think that it's the, the conclusion that the main saga actually deserved but uh, it's an opinion, you know. Some yeah. some people may agree, some people may disagree with me. It's um, it's how the world it's how the world works, I guess. No, it's basically the Star Trek um, is trying. Uh, it's trying with uh, currently, in my opinion, it's trying with three different shows. Um, it's trying with still with Discovery. Uh, some people are complaining it, some people are liking it, and the new ways of travel and where it's settled and Dr. Rushinanigans and such. Um, then you have Picard, which is a show for those who watched the original shit, but aged like a good wine like sir picard uh, sir patrick i was going to call him sir picard <laughs> um and then you have the comedy side currently i don't know if you or andre know this but there's a um a cartoon show currently of star trek which basically goes around newbies on a spaceship and like their shenanigans their adventures their quirks their um 
attitudes like one is super cocky the other is super nervous the other is like real smart snob from a rich family and so on and then you have the collaboration of this trying to evolve in a funny way um but in, in Star Trek universe, I think that show, I don't know the name of the show, which is kind of stupid, but I think it was adaptation from the success that Final Space was um, to the Star Trek universe. I don't know if you, any of you have seen Final Space. So the question is uh, trying to paint the Star Trek like the final space, what the final... No, no, the, the I, no, no, no. I, I was saying that um, currently you have uh, free... I was stating that currently you have free shows that are testing the current pay, uh, fan base of Star Trek yeah, in so. three different ways, which is the, the, the Discovery show, yeah, the, the Picard show and the comic uh, cartoon show about uh, the, the, the newbies on the, the lower decks. The lower decks, that's the name. Uh, then I was saying that the lower decks for me resembles in some way, not Scott completely, or some guy. Sometimes. More the the more the show called Final Space. If you haven't seen Final Space, Netflix. Um, I imagine that you, Andre, is not, not going to like it much because it's like real derp. Uh, but I think Jay will appreciate it. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I watch uh, some times at times when I, uh, I'm, uh, into, I'm, I'm in the mood, I watch some episodes of the Lower Decks and I like the, the Lower Decks because sometimes they show the parts of uh, uh, universe they don't tell they don't tell how the the other crew is because uh, we have the main crew and uh, we have the lower decks that nobody knows about it right yeah uh, uh, that's uh, uh, that's a bit sad but uh, that's reality uh despite some uh, uh, some characters uh, but it's a very few episodes uh um Relate to the canon, relate to the different ways of making the show. In my opinion, it's important to have uh, different uh, uh, ways to tell the story. But uh, I, like uh, John said, um, if you play Cypher, it's going to fail because if you play Cypher, it's going to be um, underwhelming. It's going uh, to be like a shitty movie or a shitty TV series and and you don't understand anything. Um, I think the future for Star Trek universe uh, um, beyond that uh, shows is, is long, it's going to show a more darker Star Trek universe. Uh, it's going to show a more ti uh, different timelines, a different story, so the main story like Star Wars universe, right? Uh, because we have the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, right? I, mm -hmm. I hope it's Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we have uh, uh, animation shows and uh, uh, another stuff. Uh, they uh, they shows different ways, but I just hope then in, 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 I just uh, hope that the Star Trek universe can evolve that storyline, the plot line, to achieve more stories 
the next, uh, I, don't, I don't know, four, five centuries after the, the main event. You understand me? Because yeah. if, uh, if you work the same timeline over and over again, you're going to be a, um, eat a roadblock and you don't know, but why I'm here, why I'm telling the story, you're going to um, you're to tell the story with the same with the same um, uh, cliches, uh, cliches uh, yeah. sorry um, or not um, in my opinion is important I, I like the lower decks a bit because it sometimes resemble the Simpsons mm -hmm. <laughs> and family guy I don't like family guy sorry um, but uh, Sacrilegious. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I, I really like the different ways to tell the, the story. But what I don't like, for example, is a big difference for me between the Star Trek and Star Wars, is uh, the fact that the technology show, the technology uh, show on Star Wars is the same over and over again, the same form of the space inside, that colors on between black and gray and beige and so on. Star Trek universe, when I see a new show, always a new technology to show, right? Uh, began yeah. with Star Trek Discovery, which, uh, which called uh, Technonople, uh, with uh, uh, amazing uh, sort of text, right? Uh, the same thing happens with Star Trek Picard and so on. What I want to mention is that the technology we have today on science must be expressed on the show. This is my appealing to keep watching the Star Trek. Another mm -hmm. thing is the, the plot, the plot line, the storyline itself, because you need to evolve, you need to show other emotions and need to show the different point of view on the other race because we tend to anthropomorphize uh, the other races like in Star Wars the same thing right uh, we are going to show imagine the Vulcans uh, to have the same ideas that a human kind has so it's, it's something I don't like very much so if we're going to tell a story of a civilization or aliens going to tell the, that point of view, no matter how insidious or dark or violent or misogynistic or anti-nature because it's a different culture, a different civilization and you, this much show. What happened in, in that kind of uh, uh, discovery, for example, uh, Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard, they began to show this, then don't performize the characters they show the aliens like, is this, okay, uh, I have mm -hmm. that culture, I have that technology, uh, but I'm not going to change to be closer to human. That's no, I, I think I think I have to disagree uh, on two matters that you just stated. One is uh, saying that happens on Star Wars. Um, I disagree on that point because you have the like the united federation of planets you have the the senate per se on star wars and most of the actions that appear on the movies are related to being there a galactic war so what do 
civilizations do when there's a one a war try to win try to their side to win but when you uh, analyze the aspects of each um each uh, culture you also have that uh, approach that exists also on star trek which is we have our way of thinking okay but is their way of thinking good and some cases you have to leave them be other cases where just, you have to fight for yourself you cannot stay like this and then you try to basically change the mentality and th this happens in star wars and star trek but in many cases you have uh, an aspect of seeing how this culture works and yes, that, many that's cases, true. That's true. Many uh, cases, what you change is not the way they think. It's reminding that their culture also thinks like this. They yes, try to do, uh, try to use diplomacy to see your ways are like this, but you have yes. considered this, so this is also in your way. So you should do this in your ways. Um, the other thing which I forgot, <laughs> um, was, was like, uh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think. There were different species, they were trying to approach in different ways. And okay, I lost my, I lost my, my, my train of thought, but basically, um, I think that they 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 have a lot of we are like this we should respect their ways of thinking and you see especially on star wars you watch obi-wan kenobi saying this to to anakin okay you you see a lot of this way but then you have the other side which is oh but their way of thinking is not right it's not good for them so should we help or not it's like when they're they have a rebellion uh technically the jedi cannot be uh connected to that rebellion but they could train the rebellion to just like a little bit of upgrade does that is also considered as involvement or not it's just like they that gray area in times of star trek you also have like this they always have the um, the prime directive and the first contact rules and if they're not uh, evolved enough do not contact do not interfere with their natural way of development until they have the capacity to reach the warp velocity that's how it happened with earth because the vulcans did that way um and so all the others should um do like that but many are reckless and they don't for for the show that is highly related to the natural history of earth you have a lot of characters that don't respect the, that shit. Mm -hmm. um yeah. Um, um yeah. let, let me let me argue this uh, this way 
uh, it's certainly true that in some kind of, in some episode of Star Trek, previous, in previous generation, when I uh, speak like previous generation, it's like before the three, uh, that two main uh, Star Trek, the TV shows that are that ongoing, like uh, the Star Trek Discovery and the Star Trek uh, Picard. And uh, yes, they're um, almost like they are imposed uh, their ideas. That's true, and I admit. But sometimes uh, when the show uh, began to involve itself, began the, another kind of thing, because if you look to the crew itself, it's like the most diverse crew ever, because we have black actors, Latin uh, actors, and uh, transgender uh, actors, you have many of uh, um, diversity across um, across the, um, the the crew and, and across the the ships and across the um, universe. Uh -huh. But sometimes um, when I look to Star Wars, I don't. Um, I feel that is only two options: the light and the darkness. Right. So I feel that. Uh, I, I need. I, I don't know. Um, for, for example, uh, I'm going to divagate uh, 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 here because mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to talk about the two main uh, the two the main enemies I like very much of the show. One of them is the Borg. The other one, yeah. each species, um, each species, uh, eight thousand fourteen seven two. Uh, because it's a, okay, a yeah, species from it. Star Trek Voyage, which uh, mm -hmm. belong to fluidic space. Yeah, and yeah I know, I know, the, I know. Okay, and you see the space, like, is a completely racist species, like, she wanted to dominate the, that part of space to create a, a fluidic space, just one them, because all the them is impure, theirs are the purity, okay? And when I talk, talk about this, this particular species, that I talk about the for the main events of the horde, like the Holocaust, for example, right? The uh, Aryan race, like the pure race of humankind. So that that's the similar. And you have the Borg on the other side, but the Borg is the main enemy, but the most diverse enemy. What I'm uh, what I'm going to say this like this because the Borg assimilate everyone. When assimilate everyone, everyone is belong to the hive, right? Mm -hmm. But everyone have their memories and everyone assimilated their knowledge. So yeah. so so my proposition to my argument is that the the Borg is more diverse than the species itself because uh, uh, they they don't impose the ideals on, on the others. They want to have the world or just one them. Make sense what I'm saying? No. Yeah, but I'll have to completely disagree on what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, for example, the species 8000 blah 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 uh, that you're stating, they were invaded. Okay, they they, ha they were in their 
pocket dimension of type of space, the fluidic space, and the Borg, who majorly are the jackasses on the show, in my opinion, because they don't consider they don't consider the other species. They're like, we are perfect, we are one. You fuck you, join us under our rules. So, uh, as you stated, like the the conversion and the the single mentality of superiority, the Borg itself, in my opinion, is the ones that are the fucking jackasses on the show. Yeah, uh, that, that, the species that, was angry yeah. because they were invaded. Yeah, and basically, the Borg in that situation were the Nazis in Poland when it was fucking cold and got fucked up. Yeah, that, um, that's true, that's true. But don't forget, the Borg itself, uh, as one way, uh, the Borg itself just have one, one concept inside the hive, is to, uh, uh, is to be close to the profession. So the, uh, the, the, the Borg that's invited the, our our um, uh, our uh, desire as human species to be the most perfect possible, the perfect society, the perfect beautiful, the perfect, the profession the itself. Are yeah. the version, the, yes. the character version of the music all together now, all together now, all yeah. together now, all together now. Yes. But to achieve that, to achieve that in particular, they must assimilate other people because they they have stories about the molecular because they are they are trying to find the proton molecular because the, the omega itself yeah. is the most perfect one, right? Yeah. So the omega this. one. Yes, that's why I I said the the Borg itself assimilate everyone and make the hive itself like the most diverse because uh, they have entire species knowledge inside the, the the hive mind so but the board itself uh, when you see the surface it, uh, you see they are uh, one they function as one but uh, we are but, born, yeah. uh, but the base is diverse right they began the civilization assimilating others mm. right they, so. they 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 begin their way of thinking and their civilization you call it assimilating others yeah but think, uh, think, uh, they disregard the they disregard everything about the story of the planet the ways of the planet the art of the planet the what makes the that's assimilated species as um as unique they don't give a shit. They just want. They basically say, as yeah, your body is stronger. It's going to be a, a great drone. Let's go. I don't want to screw you. You must go. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's that's true. But that's the they they, they not, have I'm the not defending at, 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 attention. I'm not defending the board itself the way the board yeah. or the Friedrich or the the, the species. Uh, I did also seven uh, seven forty seven over seven two. Uh, I'm not to defend the issue of them. Uh, I'm not defending anyone. So sometimes I look to see this kind of feelings. You, you see shades of gray. You can, you, uh, I, when I look to this kind of characters, 
I, I cannot think, but is, uh, is evil. But is evil to whom? To, to the crew? Is, um, is evil to what? The species war against the Borg was the reaction because the Borg invaded their freedom space, right? The yes. Borg itself began to assimilate other civilization because they, uh, the, the needs of them to survive and they need them to look for the perfection. But there, there's cooperation and there's assimilation, and that's the that, main point that... of the the Borg. The Borg is one of the most, uh, or used to be. I'm gonna say like this: it used to be one of the most perfect enemies of the Federation, yeah. just because of the following fact: this United Federation of Planets is like yeah. this united. So you have they consider science, arts, uh, and in arts I'm saying music, literature, paintings, what the fuck, um, <laughs> um, history, uh, sociological advancements, uh, philosophical advancements, their natural advancements, they consider each part as a bonus to the federation so in some way the federation and the borg are the same then they are not because the borg is like you grab all the colors of the federation put them in black and white add yeah. all the colors to just have that middle gray which is we won't want the strongest thing we don't consider your opinion your memories, your experience. Well, in terms of memories, experience, they they add it if it's to assimilate other species. It's just to upgrade them. Uh, but in terms of what makes an individual an individual or an individual race an individual race, they don't give a shit. No, and they don't give a shit. It's a perfect villain. They and it's one of my favorite. Uh, but of, of the, the show, the, the show no, stopped. They stopped but, uh, being the perfect villain for me at the end of the, the next generation show. They only come back as being a very good enemy on Voyager. On Voyager, the last final, the battle and, between the Chenway and the Queen, right? And the, the movie. The movie, which movie you talking about? The, the movie with the movie with the Picard crew, where oh, they yeah. have to fight the big ass half mind, um, and there's all that confusion of join us, Data, join us, become human. It's your dream. <laughs> Pinocchio, you can be a real boy. <laughs> yeah, the, that's Which what, basically uh, data was Pinocchio. Okay, yeah, data okay. was Pinocchio. Um, <laughs> but not trying to uh, diddle daddle. Um, we have to move to other points because yeah. we, this is becoming yeah, the, the, the second time, part yeah. of the episode, yeah. uh, and we still have to. I still have uh, questions uh, for you, both of you. Okay. First of all. Um, it's not trying to diddle that a, a lot, just a couple of phrases. 
first for you, Andre. What's your favorite captain? Um, cap uh, I have two as well. Capitan, uh, Capitan Sisko uh, mm -hmm. and Jean-Luc Picard. And sometimes Genmai, but I think... But uh, if I choose one, I choose Genmai, of course. And uh, for you, JJ? Um, I would have to say Picard. It's the only one that I personally... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm By not exclusion gonna... of facts? Yeah, I'm not even going to try and sugarcoat it. It's the only one that I personally... Yeah. yeah, you haven't seen the movies, the new version of the movies, when you'll know the younger Kirk. I did, but still I didn't. Picard. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's a. No, I think it's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, basically. On my part. On my part, at least. Okay. Um, favorite crew member. Wow, that's complicated. Exactly, hmm. I know. <laughs> it's, 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 complicated. <laughs> it's very, very complicated question, and I don't know how to answer because uh, because the favorite crew span entire Star Trek universe, which which is uh, very irritating for me. But I'm, I will try. I will try. I'll, uh, say, I'll state it like this: If you were inside of a shuttlecraft. And you're gonna crash on a planet. What were the three members of any timeline that would prefer to have it with you? Well, that's uh, that's uh, that's the easy answer. Is Keenan? Uh, <laughs> Keenan is um, is a character from Star Trek: the Next Generation. Uh, there are uh, oh, immortal Keenan is uh, is in is uh, uh, the is uh, UP, well, UP yeah the, the the it's the it's the lady from the um, the nuns the, yeah the nuns exactly <laughs> yeah um, UP Goldberg is the name UP yeah. Goldberg yeah okay but what would be the other two crewmen um, beyond that is um, Tuvok from Star Trek Voyager and Jadis Dax from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Okay, so basically you chose uh, a rebel fighter, um, <laughs> a logical person that would disagree with the rebel fighter, and uh, the peacemaker. Uh, yes. Okay, okay, okay. It's a, it's a, a thrill, a thrill, a Vulcan, and a immortal being, basically, yes. She's not exactly immortal. immortal. I know, I know. It's have some circumstance. I don't recall everything in the detail. But I like uh, very much that uh, kind of uh, um, uh, dialogues the, between uh, um, the, the conversation between uh, her and uh, the crew of Star Trek Next Year. Yeah, especially that with Picard. Uh, yeah, uh, that uh, was amazing for me. JJ, what's your crew? Can I say Picard again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, in your case, would be Picard, Will Wheaton, and, and Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton, basically. What's the Those first? Two. 
I don't, don't so Jay. I don't know. Need, man. Need to, to be honest, we need I don't. To watch, we need to watch the the Star Trek Picard. Yeah, with me. I should. I should actually polish my Star Trek knowledge knowledge because now I feel a little shamed. Oh, but what, do you want you to be written young or written currently? Uh, currently, <laughs> oh, both both of them. <laughs> There. Um, just I think from the previous question, which I didn't answer, I only asked. Um, my favorite captain also would be Picard because it's, it's just that yeah, swag. He has you a know, charm. That he has that charm, that old charm, that bald guy charm that states, if I were bald, maybe there was still a chance for me. <laughs> because uh, it basically is like, is almost, almost the Hugh Hefner of the Star Trek. Yes. Ah, that's true. Uh, I am that, that uh, but uh, if you choose a woman, which one? If I chose, a, uh, well, in terms of Captain, the award only appeared on the show two Captain that were women. Um, yeah. I would state that I prefer Janeway because. Janeway is a it's a, it's a funny character. You in Discovery you also have a female captain, but yeah, you have two in on Scottish uh, on Star Trek Discovery you have two captains female. Yeah, you have the the version that wants to kill everything. Uh, and the, um, yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't recall the name, but I need and to. but I think that. In terms of what I've seen and remembered, because I I remember some facts of the Discovery, and I still haven't watched the third season, um, but Discovery is like a mother. Uh, sorry, uh, Janeway is like a mother. Is she, she a mother? But sometimes she, I think she, she acts many times as that cliche but it works with her of mother slash friend slash captain because mm. in sometimes it's like a companionship let's all go to the pub and drink and follow our asses off then sometimes it's like the nurturing mother and other times is the the mother that would punish you and send you to your room and then sometimes it's just the goddamn uh captain you know i think in many ways many of the crew or at least the main members of the crew uh evolved because she acted like a mother uh i think you you're right uh definitely with uh, uh i agree with your characterization of uh, january as a mother uh she has to be right she has to be a mother Uh, she has to be a father, a friend, uh, sometimes a family member, uh, right? Sometimes the captain. Uh, I think Janeway uh, have many um, social papers, you know, social goals, right? Uh, they mm -hmm. uh, they represent many social roles that we have. Sometimes women today uh, have many roles. They need to work. They need to get, uh, take care of the kids. They need to. Um, I don't she's know. She's basically uh, on he, power. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but uh, 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 I think Genway was the, uh, the perfect character for the plotline, the storyline of Star Trek Voyager. Because if we, if was a man, uh, I don't think the the the, the seasons. Uh, I don't think the season itself is is going to be. I, I think it's going to be different because the, the, I think this is a few uh, the few shows of Star Trek universe that I think the Genway uh, shows it to the, the character of Genway um, mm-hmm. was there at the right time at the right place. You know, yeah. I understand it's a perfect fit for me. Uh, I think I agree with you. Yes. In terms of um, the crew members to have on a shuttle. Uh, I think first I would have to choose Data because it's always been one of my favorites. Yeah, Data was an amazing show. Uh, the second member would have to be Neelix. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't know why, but I love that character, especially the also the entire development that the character has been suffering now that the that the event of end of the third season happened uh, the, I, which the blonde know, girl the, uh choose another path oh uh, yeah yeah uh, exactly that the, that uh, that's true but i think nelix is uh, sometimes uh, when i think about nelix i think about you right yeah, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, because it's goofy characters, everything is good. We have peace. Uh, we're going to be uh, combat wire and to do something. Well, are you that, sure that sounds like me? And because that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> you look, you look to, you like to uh, to make barbecue, right? So it's like to to cook as well. So it's uh, almost the same with some some, uh, some differences only. And sometimes, but you know, I'm a version of Neelix that is less peacemaker. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. That's true. And the third character uh, would have been mm, what would be the third character? Because I'm kind of, I was kind of adding a little bit of each different story, you know. Um, you have Data, you have Neelix. I think if I would add someone from Deep Space Nine, which is not a rule to have different people from different shows, because especially because Worf, Jay never... Huh? Worf, Worf from the... Uh, yeah, Worf, okay. I didn't um, hear, so that's why... Uh, no problem. No, I'm saying that it, I wasn't... There wasn't a rule that the characters that you would have in the shuttle with you should be different. Um, but I think that maybe the third character that would have on the shuttle, if not Spock, would be the shapeshifter. <laughs> well, because um, because it would be intriguing. How the fuck did I forget Spock? Uh, <laughs> how the fuck did I forget uh, about it? How, how I, I, uh, prosper, bitch. Holy shit. But I like the Spock's form, Star Trek Discovery. I don't like the Spock's form, the original series. 
So I, that, that, I, I prefer I prefer now actually I prefer yeah, the version of Spock that is between the original and the older version of the original. Uh, the older version was mean the new timeline. So the Kelvin timeline, right? So no, 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 no. I, I'm stating like the episodes where uh, old Nimoy appeared. Okay, okay. Uh, see, see. The, is it characters, of course, because they are uh, they, they experience of life and such Vulcan and human emotions uh, also. Like, uh, so that's uh, so Vulcans don't have emotion, but they have logic. So it's between logic and emotions. It's like David Hume and Descartes. So yeah, sometimes things like. But this. yeah, my 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 team would be Data, Neelix, and the Shapeshifter. Chef Tish says, uh, okay. Uh, the, uh, what's his name? Uh, I need, uh, Odo. 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 Yeah. Odo. 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 Yeah. Odo. Yeah. 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 That would be my, my third character because I think would be a fun. It would be a great team for survival, but also a fun team to watch them conversate. You know, ah, for, have a conversation. No, because because most of the time, uh, you have dated. They still learning to be funny. You have Odo. They is trying to be funny, and you have Neelix. They is too much funny. Too much fun. So the data is funny, but it's like not funny. And Odo is like a green word funny. So something the, like that. Do Odo is tr is. Uh, on a natural way, assimilating more easily um, the ways of how humans are. Data, which not being biological, doesn't have some reactions and chemicals that process during the body. So it's even weirder for him to try to understand. But Odo feels feelings. Uh, yes. But although uh, it's very special because of his sense of justice, his sense of justice with okay, even uh, when you try to solve the murder, uh, even the people, uh, even the other person is his enemy. Is so hello? Yeah, it's, it's very just. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yes, we 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 hear you. We, we hear you. Ah, uh, you can hear me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Hello, darkness. Because I heard some uh, some weird noise, so I don't understand the. It happened. was at my end. Sorry. Ah, okay. Uh, um, a sense of justice, uh, uh, because of his uh, species as as well. They uh, they need to the need to have order in their lives, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, data is more compelling because. Uh, uh, that is uh, search for to be like a human, right? To feel like a human. That's uh, yeah. that. That's to main uh, uh, life goals, aspiration that two characters has. I think. Um, trying to think if there was a favorite enemy. Uh, in case you already talked about the Borg. I think we covered um, it with the Borgs. Yeah. With the Borg, yeah. my just to to add a little bit uh, at my hand. My, uh, no, what? 
at my hand and and at my in my point of view i don't think that the borg are necessarily my favorite enemy i think that in some retrospective my favorite enemy might be the klingons why they are uh, evil. The, no, it's not because they are evil. They were at war with the United uh, Federation on the original show. Mm. And if you consider that there are still plots of not respecting um, the United Federation, they might be considered still uh, a good enemy. You know, um, the plots inside, their ways of thinking, their ways of war... If, if you have the Borg, which is a copy of the United Federation, but you remove all the colors, and that makes him an interesting enemy, but at the end, when they try to add colors to the Borg, it removes the threatness, removes kind of the threatness of the Borg, in my opinion. Uh, in terms of the Glingon, they were like the fucking opposite of the the federation they just wanted to battle honor die kill drink not necessarily on this order sometimes they would drink first and then die battle victory losing actually losing would not be accepted but whatever but i think there the the I think that the Klingons are more evolved as a species to be considered, especially with the beginning as an enemy, and more interesting than just the Borg, because the Borg don't have... The Borg are a threat itself. They are powerful and, and such, but they don't have palate. Every time they try to add flavor, it's trying to humanize a Borg and remove it from the fucking collective. But that's my opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I can relate, I can understand, uh, but I, um, I, I never told the Klingons to be the, uh, a true enemy of the Federation. Um, even with the, the, last, the latest shows, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, why is that? Because the Klingons... Um, if, if um, my memory is not mistaken, I believe the uh, home world, the home world of Klingon Empire, uh, is is sophist, uh, is um, Sorry, it's not the right word. Uh, it's complete uh, desert barren, right? It's not to have fertile lands. So, uh, I, but I think they the don't eat vegetables. Is, yeah, exactly. The, uh, the Klingons uh, they battle for resources. Right, they have very few resources. So the 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 only way to survive is battling other uh, other houses or other species to acquire new resources. Right. Mm, I, I I think this, that that is not. Uh, I I that's why I said it's not the very true enemy. It's enemy because that they need uh, constantly new resources uh, to. Support an empire, right? But uh, the the environment, the, the planet when is uh, was created or the, the life began or something like that, um, made the Klingons like this. Makes sense what I might say. 
Yeah. Okay. I think more the Romans like the M and the M to uh, the uh, than uh, the Klingons because the Romans is this very serious. It's like uh, uh, every action of the Roman are on the tax. Okay. So you you cannot trust a Roman entirely, right? But you can trust a Klingon if you have honor with him uh, with them. You understand? But but only on later seasons where humans fought to earn it's it's the friend enemy you know Klingons basically are the friend enemies which is they started as enemies but then became friends but it's like are we trusting completely on this friendship so they're the friend enemies i i can agree yes Yes, um, no. <laughs> yes, no, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, no, I, I cannot, uh, because if I'm going to answer, I'm going to uh, speaking about, about the philosophy of the evil, and you don't want to hear me talk about that, Let, I'm sure. About save that. that and save those uh, notes for the next episode. <laughs> of course, of course. Of I think course. I think we have enough to wrap it up, I think. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, just final question. Yeah. Jay, what's your favorite enemy on Star Trek? Friend, uh, enemy? I was actually... No, no, for, for, I was actually going to say what you said about the Klingons, to be honest. Okay. From what, from from the little I know about it, I think it's the one that, it, in my opinion, it's the most interesting one. Um, not only because, like you said, they start as enemy, definitely as enemies, and then progress to a different um, social status. Social status, exactly. And They're I friends on Facebook now. Yeah, <laughs> then they follow each other on Instagram. Um, but I, I also, even even on a social social level, I think that they are the most interesting ones to actually um, follow. I mean, I mean, they yeah. have a very interesting take on on how their society works and um, what what do you what a person need a person or whatever whatever the fuck you are. Uh, needs to um, actually engage in a, in a in a civilized conversation with them and establish a basis of a interpersonal relationship with a with a Klingon. So, I think it's um, I, I I know that some people may not call them like a, a like a true enemy, but it's actually, in my point of view, I think it's the best. Um, Star Trek. It's a frenemy. It's a frenemy, basically. It's a frenemy. It's a frenemy. Yeah. Um, to wrap it up, last uh, next show we're going to try to talk, try, um, uh, about sociology, philosophy, hopefully, and the and have a, a very interesting point to ask Andre the Giant on next episode concerning um, the force of Star Wars and think, Star Trek. I think he should come more often, to be honest. Yeah. I think he should come more often. Uh, me? Why? Yes, yes, because you actually present a very interesting take on what we discussed here. Because uh, you okay, usually... Okay. 
you usually we you usually have different opinions on stuff from us two. We okay, we, you, we uh, usually stay here and chat about stuff when which we agree on, and even and develop put the conversation into shit. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> so you um, give okay. you get you you actually unclog the toilet that is this post the, that is this post. <laughs> <laughs> You're the plumber. Um, <laughs> You're the plumber, but no porno <laughs> version. Mario. Mario. <laughs> um, okay, so next show we're gonna talk about more I philosophical shit. Uh, to end the episode, our uh, dear friend Andre, we usually give recommendation to our listeners. We can we uh, can give we can give a recommendation on the next chapter. We we do we do like a it's, a it's going to be a, a full week. It's going to be a full week, so we might just like give one game and one show uh, yeah. slash movie for uh, usually the week. it's like usually it's a game and a movie or a, or a show but yeah if you if you don't have one of those you can basically say whatever the fuck yeah <laughs> so you might have the honors andre just give recommendations to the people one game one show what has been interesting to you lately and so on. You can even say music if you want to. Okay. Yeah. So let uh, let uh, pick up one uh, one book, one show. No, no, no. Well, usually we don't suggest books because we usually don't have time to okay. read the books. But uh, if you want to propose a book, be my guest. <laughs> okay. Um, so. Uh, I'm going to recommend uh, um, a game first. So, uh, mm -hmm. uh, so the the game I will recommend was uh, Detroit Become Humans. I play with both uh, you, uh, Jay, and uh, um, and you, Bruno, right? So uh, it was um, for me. It was an amazing game. Uh, and for us, uh, was it a fucking amazing experience? Yeah, honest. it's like a big brother. A <laughs> Both big, playing, a big brother. Yeah, exactly. the, the experience was great. Both playing and watching you play. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> watching you play, we're like, what the fuck is he doing, man? But it's, uh, but it so was really let, fun. Let, let to the listeners uh, uh, understand that I and Repetroso don't don't play very well video games because. He don't have a PlayStation or Xbox like his friends, so well, that's the main thing. And well, uh, so I, ha I have I have a console and I also suck at video games, so <laughs> so that's true. But not often, not often as you right. So that's why. But to um, um, uh, go back, uh, I think um, Detroit Become Humans is a very good game to you to play. Um, a book, I think I'm going to recommend a book, of course, uh, is a, a light reading for me, but I, I, I'm, um, I am imagining right now uh, the, my friends think it's not going to say uh, an easy book. I know, I understand. They know me, right? So the book I will recommend is uh, the title is Thinking, Thinking Fast and Slow, from the winner of a Nobel Prize of Daniel Kahneman, so it's a, a worth reading. So it's not uh, not 
relate to the uh, to the main podcast. And mm-hmm. the last one is the TV show is Star Trek Picard, of course. So it's my recommendation. <laughs> um, for my recommendations, uh, actually, I'm going to think a little bit and I'm going to let Jay speak first. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> uh, but look, Curiously, the, this week, there's no video game from my part. Oh. Curiously, which is weird because the, it, it always involves uh, a video game or something. Um, but the, the, actually, this week I actually bring a book. It's a very, oh. it's a very interesting recommendation from my part, I guess. Um, so lately, I have been finishing finishing up a book called "Why Marx Was Right." Um, it's um, it's a very humoristic um, sh- um, very humoristic study on why Karl Marx's theories still exist to this day and it has a very typical British dry humor um, the author is Terry Eagleton I think he's a journalist from Britain um, and it's a very very light book um, for people who enjoy a good a good laugh, but also enjoy a good um, political um, it's a good political discussion and a good political study, um, it, it it doesn't it doesn't matter if you lean to the left and you're a socialist or a communist. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter if you lean to the right and are a a liberal. Um, it still holds up as its own. Um, study of um, of one of the great 19th century thinkers, and it's a very interesting way of understanding why Marx is still very relevant um, almost two centuries uh, almost two centuries later. Um, that's it. On my end. Um... Well, you only recommended uh, a book. Don't you want to recommend a movie or show? Um, or? I was actually thinking about it, and I got nothing. You have nothing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> On my end... Um, I think the book speaks actually, for itself, I think. The it book was, speaks the for book, itself. The book, the, the book recommendation was so off-topic for me that I think it speaks for itself. <laughs> it, it occupied all the available slots yes. in the inventory. Definitely. Um, <laughs> On my end, um, I haven't been watching anything besides uh, Star Wars Visions, which uh, I'm going to let the debate of episode to episode um, on another episode. Um, yeah, because I still haven't watched them all. So Exactly. Give me a little um, more, some more days. I'll give you all the time that you need, brother. Um in terms of games, I'm going to suggest the following. I just finished Paper Mario The Origami King, and that motherfucking shit broke my heart. Yeah, the story yeah, is that yeah. damn good. It's I know it's a Mario game, and it's a Mario RPG game, which doesn't have the same statistics as the original Super Mario RPG, but 
the story itself for me was touching, was great and all that. And the puns on inside the game were fun. Um, in terms of shows, I'm still watching uh, Voyager, so I haven't been watching anything, especially with work and such. Um, in terms of books, I bought one, but I still haven't read it. Um, I basically, I was so curious concerning... Um, concerning i wanted to watch the green knight i still haven't watched it unfortunately um not enough time to go to the movies to watch the movie uh i'm actually waiting for venom to be honest yeah also i'm going to watch venom practically as soon as it's released uh i think it's going to be great uh but i bought a book concerning the tales or, or the tale of the Green Knight, uh, written by uh, Tolkien. So basically, Tolkien, beside the Lord of the Rings, has gathered many British lore and from the poems and write it in a way to present to his children. So he grabbed the, the, the poem of the Green Knight and also wrote a longer version which i believe i might be wrong but i believe that might also be an inspiration for the movie um again on games if you're still socially awkward you have a, a, a very small group of friends and it's not uh viable for every friend to gather in one place they sometimes they have an issue that they cannot leave home because cars and shit uh currently on unbundle you have a bundle of digital uh, board games which i bought for uh 20 euros i paid a little bit more because i gave most of the money to the um, to the breast cancer charity that they were funding. And basically you have Ticket to Ride uh, digital version, Terraforming Mars digital version, Splendor, Small World, Scythe, Pandemic. The app of Pandemic is kind of shitty because you cannot play with other people. This is just going to be solo play. Um, Love Letter, the Lord of the Rings adventure card game, a Game of Thrones, the board game, Carcassonne, and the new type of board game of from the Cthulhu, which was going to be called Mansions of Madness to relate to the board game Mansions of Madness, but in the later date, they change it to Arkham Horror Mother's Embrace. So basically, uh, to gather all these games and the corresponding DLC, just go for the max uh, price and grab and convince your other friends to do so, so you won't be the only jackass doing so. Um, yeah, that's my recommendation. Games, games, and games. So you basically compensated for me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> also, I bought, just a little side note, um, until today which is Monday, 
the 11th of December until 6 p.m. of today, there was uh, sales of Asmodee, the, the company that did all these digital versions of the games. Uh, and I also bought uh, Mysterium, which is that game that we all know of the spirit communicating with the psychics using cards. I bought the digital version of that game and the DLCs also to play with friends that are in the UK. So yeah, games, games, and games. No yes. If you, any of you, my friends, or any of you listeners, want to grab at least the games on the bundle, the bundle, I think it's still available for at least another week. And you help. Thank you for having me. So we. No I problem. Know, it was a pleasure. I know that we usually say "May the Force be with you" in the end. But I think today we <laughs> yeah, could open up an exception. Prosper, yeah, that, that, you you yourself can actually end this with a live long and prosper. <laughs> Thank you very <laughs> I'm much. Go, I'm so, going to just add a little bit of a remark before the ending. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> thank you, thank you guys thank for you, listening. Paul. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Andre, for coming here. Okay, um, next next week or something, we we will all three be back for the second part. With yeah, more, we all apologize for the delay, but with a, adult with a, reasons. <laughs> with a deeper uh, conversation about Star Trek, I promise I will do my homework and come <laughs> a little better prepared. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to do some homework. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, okay. Please, if you if you have any questions for us please do reach out to us and andre i don't know if you have anything to say anything to add uh i would uh, like to add to keep listening to the podcast of uh, jay and bruno uh because i think it's a, uh, a very funny thing to do listening about start uh, star wars stories because this is all the podcast is about sometimes someone foreign alien like me going to say star wars no not good but it's not itself is not good uh it's also it's a good story to, to people uh unwinding this uh, this times those times is very um anxious because of pandemic and so on so uh i think uh, jay and bruno made a, a, a terrific uh, job doing this podcast um, should clap to them uh, and i think you should listen um, every episode of the podcast. thank you thank you thank you so much my friend Welcome. thank you for the flowers the coronation accept this award <laughs> win in name of all my friends <laughs> <laughs> well Bye. i have the last word my friend <laughs> okay. so Andre, you want to end it with a live long and prosper, please? No, no. Uh, anything uh, I added, uh, thank you. Okay. No, no, the, the, the final phrase. Yeah, final just, just say the final phrase. Take it ah, by the, the final piece. phrase. Yeah. yeah. Live long and prosper. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>